guys and girls. Welcome to episode 91 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've literally just surpassed 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. So congratulations, team. Well done to you. It's totally awesome. We appreciate all your support. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, you won't Adam and Eve, this geezer. Always up for a kick and prance down at the battle cruiser. It's me old mucker, Zimtok5. How you doing, man? You all right? What the heck was that? What was that? Well, <laughs> I have no idea thought, what that was a reference to. What was that? I thought it was a, it was a bit of Cockney rhyming slang because of uh, Blood and Truth, of course. It's set in London. So I thought that would be fitting for your little intro this week. Oh, it was perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Mike. Um, appreciate that. So, yeah, it was, I loved that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but no, uh, this week has been a good week. Uh, it's one of those weeks where, like, when, when you find something that's been plaguing you, you know, on the creator side for like months and then you work out what was going wrong, it feels good. <laughs> it took hours. I figured out that my second graphics card, which I use for encoding because I do everything on one box, um, was hiding from me because of some driver issue. But uh, it took me forever to find that out. When I did, it was like, you little bugger. And so I, you know, <laughs> I, I gave it two brick feet and threw it in the pond. So anyway, it's, uh, that's sorted. So I feel good. Accomplished after this week. Glad you got it sorted. Glad you got it sorted. Well, next up, these two are the ultimate tag team for your VR adventures. Welcome our guests on the show this week. Of course, the lovely Cass and Cherry. Hello to you both. How are you? Hello. <laughs> very good. Yes, very good. Yes, thanks for having us. Thank you Again. for joining us, by the way. Uh, Rowdy couldn't make this week, so uh, Cass and Cherry uh, decided to take his spot. So uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. For the so thanks again for joining us. Um, next up, armed with only a pair of Speedos and some flippers. That's all this guy needs to escape a sinking ship. It's, of course, my Frisian friend, Nathy. <laughs> How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm great. And I, I, I love Speedos. You, you my, do? Yeah, it's my, it's my favorite thing, especially if they're in neon. Neon green. <laughs> neon. Neon. Very nice. Like Borat green, you know. Yes. Yeah, yes. nice. 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 Well, that is uh, the team. Last but by no means least, uh, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a busy show for you today. Some of the highlights are that we're going to be talking about the Vario VR headset, which features a bionic display and their collaboration with carmaker Volvo to make our roads safer. So that's going to be interesting. We're also going to be talking about the upcoming sequel to the nostalgic trip Pixel Ripped 1989, which is going to be called Pixel Ripped 1995, an awesome year. Uh, Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week, and we'll round up the show by talking about custom Beat Saber tracks, which can now be played on the Oculus Quest, which is super awesome news. Mm. But of course, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week and their highlight of the week this week. And first up is Zim. <laughs> what have you been up to, dude? Big surprise! Drum roll! Drum roll! <laughs> well, I'll highlight. I'll highlight Blood and Truth, uh, which okay. uh, I think you know we talked about it last week. Was one of the releases of this week. Um, got to play through the game. I honestly didn't expect it to be six hours long, but this uh, mega action title that was dropped um, was 
was something that like right out the gates, I was like, oh, this is really pretty song and dance. And I always feel like they're going to let me down. And right out the gate, when I got in the game, I was like, oh God, this is so on rails. Am I going to enjoy this? Or am I going to have like the next couple of hours, like kicking myself? And it does turn around pretty quick. I mean, it is an on rails experience and that's a big, a very interesting design choice, but what it does in cinematics, what it does for the character animations. I can't say I've been so, you know, so far down Uncanny Valley and seeing characters that looked real than I have in that. Like when when your mother comes out and you get to meet her for the first time, um, I just feel like it's such an interpersonal like relationship that you develop with the characters and, you know, being dropped straight into uh, a kind of London gangster film is yeah. is great. And it, they didn't just lift another story from a film or something. I was like, this is a new story. You're not going to be able to guess what's going to happen. Uh, I I didn't anyway, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it is there's a lot of gunplay, and I'd say my favorite bit of the whole game is just being able to hold, you know, a submachine gun or a shotgun over some boxes and just clear a room without even looking. You know, it's just that's that was brilliant fun. So in terms of um, the time, because you mentioned how long it was, roughly about six hours, did you say it take, took you to finish? Yeah, I, I did uh, the, um, I used the normal mode instead of cinematic. So I don't know if there's going to be a timing difference between the two, but yeah, it took me roughly, roughly six to finish it. And were you expecting it to be longer or shorter? Shorter. Yeah, definitely oh, shorter. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, at, at that level of production and like mm. all the voice acting and the animations, mm. uh, this is not a small amount of work. That's a huge amount of work to, to go into yeah. a game. And I think Sony Interactive did a fantastic job of the title. Um, as I said, there's some things I don't like about it. Um, it is a little bit too on rails. And certainly there's there's one hour segment where it feels like it's a movie and you don't get to, you're like, let me play, mm. let me let me get into the film. Um, but for the rest of the game, I think they do that balance really well. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, if you're a PSVR owner, um, it's a reason to go spend 30 quid plus. Um, and if you're not a PSVR owner, then it's a reason to seriously consider picking up the PSVR again. You know, I think people yeah. should consider that. As a bundle, so it's a, it's a good opportunity. Yeah, I, I totally agree with pretty much everything you said, really. Like, um, you know, I played it this week as well. Uh, it was also my highlight of the week, but I'll talk about something else that I played. Sure. Um, but you're right, you know, um, the, the facial uh, animations and the, the character movement, which is clearly mo-capped, um, but they did an amazing job because it makes everything feel so much more realistic. Yeah. And you, you build a bond with these characters like, and they're likable characters as well. It's practically um, better. It, it, I agree with you, they're likable characters. Like you yeah. you get to like even some of the, the bad characters. It's really neat yeah. how they how they balance that. But um, the facial expression, like the movement of the small bits of the skin here around the face, however they yeah. mo that, I want to see it. It wasn't just green ping pong balls, six of them on the face. <laughs> this was like skin yeah. level but, animation. But besides that, also like very good actors. I think that you mm -hmm. can mocap whatever you want, but if you have a bad actor, it's still not going to work, yeah. even if they look realistic in a yeah. game. They were like, like top notch. This is like top notch acting. A 3D yeah, audio. Right. Remember we, we yeah. talked That's last okay. week about the importance of audio for VR immersion as another element that I liked in the game. So anyway, yeah, there's there's so many nice things to say about it. That I, I think for me as well, because it was based in London and I, <laughs> I live not too far from London and I enjoy like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch and those British gangster movies, um, it just felt 
more grounded to me. Like when you hear some like little chav bloke shout out, let's get in, bruv. You know, it's like, you know, it sounds like someone would say that down the road. Even the music choices were like, I was like really loving it. When you get to like apartment level and I won't spoil anything, but like when there's like certain like London-y tracks there, you know, it's like London R&B or rap. Like it feels really well said. I used to live in London, lived there for eight years. So same as you, Mike, it felt like being home. It's very, it's very British because yeah. there were moments where I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. This, this must be a joke or something, but your accent is so thick. I have yeah. no clue. Yeah. Oh, well. oh, oh, well, I like that accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. it's proper like Cockney accent, you know, oh, proper yes. London. Oh. Yes. And um, honestly, like the locomotion, there were some people uh, concerned about the locomotion in, uh, in Blood and Truth because it's an unreals experience in a way mm. where you can decide what spots you want to go to. You know, you look you gaze and then you hit a trigger and you start going there. Um, but that makes you focus on the story. There is no moment where you're just, you know, messing around. If it was like free to explore, then you could lose the story a bit. This is like mm-hmm. bam, 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 constantly in yeah. getting sucked in. And I think that makes this, you know, uh, way of moving around in, in the game amazing. Because mm. they they built a story on that, I, I feel like, and and I think that's good. So well, they they, yeah, they, I, they address. It's a really important point you're making, Nathan. They address the issue of uh, I don't know where I'm looking. Like if anyone's played the Serious Sam VR <laughs> yes, mode, right? Exactly. The cinematics yeah. are going, and you're like looking in the wrong direction. Well, well, there's a big sandworm coming I, up over here. And yeah, the one thing that I would say, and this is, I know it's a design choice they had to make to 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 make that a success for them and to make it. Uh, uh, easy enough for for anyone to get in because that's one of the points it's it's like attract new audience and the amount of chevrons the amount of arrows that that appear though were was for me quite immersion breaking and i kind of wish there was a mode where you could do that with a smaller dot or some mm. other mechanism that wasn't so much in your face because that uh, that drew me away from the characters and the animations and the gunplay i I, I did feel like there were moments where I'm like, let the characters just move on all these spots without me having to do that because yeah. they were so close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I, I, I think the, you know, the locomotion was, uh, was fine and the, the story is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. The gameplay mechanics are super fun. And most importantly, it's fully interactive. You can pretty much grab anything you want besides shooting the enemy with guns. You can do so much more. There are like Easter eggs, challenges mm. everywhere. It's a jam-packed interactive cinematic experience. The the only gripe for me um, is, is, is when you have like such an amazing game like this on the PSVR, again, like, uh, you know, and, and it's the tracking of the system that really lets it down a little bit. And I know that you can spend hours optimizing it by putting your camera higher or dimming all the lights in your house or whatever. I know I get it before everyone starts going crazy in the comments, but um, regardless of how good your setup is, there are going to be moments where it just flakes out a little bit, you know, Um, and it's particularly in gunfights where you're holding the controllers in front of each other like this and they occlude each other. Mm. It just causes problems with the tracking. And it's a shame because it's such a cool game that when it does break the immersion, it just, takes yeah. the shine off it a I, little bit but with with all that said though and my gripes were tracking no. uh i would say i would go far to say is it's my game of the year so far in vr mm. um i think it even tops vader immortal in my opinion as a standout vr title uh, that's how good i think it is um mm. Because they both have amazing voice acting, they both have amazing graphics and stories, yeah. and they both mix up the gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Like you know, you have yeah. sections where you're climbing yeah. one minute, shooting one minute, 
in Invader, like wielding a lightsaber. So but it's nice that they mix it up. I, I think what I think what Blood and Truth does better than Vader Immortal is pretty much the interaction you can have with all kinds mm -hmm. of things around you. In Vader Immortal, there is almost nothing you can really you know do. Yeah. And here it's like, hey, you can you need to use your hands. Be curious. It's inviting you to yeah. explore the places you go to. Yeah. Good. So yeah, that is uh, Blood and Truth. Very awesome nice. game. If you own a PSVR, totally, totally get it. Seriously. Must buy. Must buy. Like we have to try it as yes. well. <laughs> yeah. You did. Yeah, you you played it as well. No. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna play it this week? Do you think? Probably. Maybe after yeah. what you guys said. No, yeah. de Probably definitely, now. definitely, definitely, totally definitely play it. Okay. Definitely play it. One more, one more thing before we uh, uh, go. Um, it's um, one thing that I th found weird was that it's a seated experience, <laughs> and almost everyone I've seen oh. is playing it standing. <laughs> and yeah. that's funny. You know, it's 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 great seated because it it's 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 awesome for beginners. It's it's super friendly. Um, although they should just unlock a mode where the character doesn't. A change in 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 mm. uh, position where he's because it's it's crawling it's crouching and when you're doing it standing your body goes through the floor all the time and it's so odd yeah. so hopefully they will do that um, oh, did I didn't even knew it was a seated one that's uh, interesting yeah. I did I didn't yeah. have a clipping problem at all not not to the entire experience no 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 it's not clipping it's like when the when the dude is hiding behind an obstacle it goes down so automatically your it feels like your body goes through. The, the floor. I see what you, know, you mean. Like, yeah, it does yeah. feel a little bit weird that they take <laughs> the control of your character you shrink, away from you. You shrink a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> all all um, good points, though. I'm glad we've mentioned these things because if you're going to go and buy, it's again, it's a, I call it a double A game. You know, it's like it, it got a lot right. <laughs> Give it like a nine out of ten or something like that because it's, yeah, Ooh. yeah, it's not, it's not perfect, come? but it's well worth doing. And for a, for a, a VR game of that caliber to be that long. That was my main surprise. I was I was expecting a two maybe three hour experience. It was it was good. It was good. Is this coming for PCVR as well? No, no, no. This is a made, Sony made exclusive. by made by exclusive. Sony Studios, so it's, it's never going to happen. Yeah, not Shame. officially. Shame. No. Uh, but what about you girls? Uh, did did what did you play this week? Did you have a highlight you want to sort of share with us? Mm, I would say from last weekend. Mm -hmm. Guess made me play it. Uh, Face your fears too. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> I know that me yes. and uh, Zim are both fans of that game. Yeah. Oh, you guys, you, you guys played it as well? Yeah, how did you find it? Um, I love the, uh, which map was it? Like the one that you can do everything you want yourself. Like it's a little bit open. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the one I played, yeah. Yeah, I like that one more than the the one with the, like, the story where you had, have to do things and then in something the house, happened. Right? Yeah, in the house. I like yeah. this one where you can just move around and stuff randomly happen. And yeah, I, yeah. it was scary. scary. Yeah. How, how did you find the shed, by the way? Oh my gosh. I was like, there was, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah. I didn't yeah. expect that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, a fun stream. Have you finished it? Uh, no, we, I haven't. No. Okay. Not it's, about so it's about an hour long. It's about an hour. Yeah. He was so scared. He was super slow. slow everywhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I love that so shed. I still have su such wonderful memories of Mike really? first going into the shed and just seeing him, just his body shake in fear, like <laughs> yeah. the things that were happening to him. So now anyone who goes like toward that shed now is going to be like preloaded with, oh God, oh God. We know what happen? happens in that shed. Yeah. <laughs> that was an OC5. That was so, so good. This, such a cool experience. This is one of those games that let's say if, um, if it's winter and it's really cold inside your house, you should play it because it gets super hot. 
you know, oh. it's intense. <laughs> yeah. Super hot. Super. Yeah. Super Every time I say super hot, hot nowadays, I yeah, that's yeah. just a thing now. See so what, what about there. what about you then, Nathy? What did you play this week? What do you want to share? Well, with us? I wanted to highlight Blood and Truth as well. I think it's mm. also one of the one of the best games of this year and so far. Um, I um, I of course also played Free Diver, mm. Triton Down. Uh, interesting. Very interesting, actually. Uh, it's uh, let's say it's a forty-five maybe hour uh, uh, cinematic experience in where you play as a as a diver that doesn't use scuba gear. That's what they call a free diver. Apparently, I did learn a lot about what a free diver is. I didn't even knew there was a thing until I played it. Uh, and of course, it also got explained in the podcast last week. Uh, but yeah, so. It, it starts off in a like Tomb Raider kind of way. If I start diving in a game, I think about Tomb Raider. I don't know why. It's just popping up in my mind. It's funny. Um, I said uh, exactly the same thing in my playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> exactly oh. the same thing in the cave bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, the moment you, you start being this adventurer and you have to explore ruins and stuff like that. It's like, okay, this is Tomb Raider. This must yeah. be Tomb Raider. Um, but yeah, so so this this forty five minute uh, experience for me at least maybe maybe you can finish it uh, way quicker or or slower I don't know but I think forty five minutes is decent. Uh, but yeah, let let's say the trailer they showed on Steam um, that kind of kind of got me into the game by the way because it mm -hmm. looks kind of you know makes made me curious. Um, I I jumped in and it's weird that um, if you watch the trailer you see a ship. And you gotta you gotta escape this ship. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. But ninety percent is in this ship, and ten percent is is you being able to just explore a little bit of of a part of the ocean. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt a little bit clickbaited there. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, okay. So ninety percent is just me in this ship. Well, I would love to just you know see the, the the ocean life and really you know the beauty of it. And as you said, Tomb Raider, you know, explore these ruins, really go deeper. But mm. that didn't happen that much. Um, but the mechanics are nice. You know, you you actually have to swim all the time. It's a good workout. Uh, there's no way you're gonna click a button or no. You really need to swim all the time. And on your uh, arms, you have like information, your oxygen level. You constantly need mm. to find places where you can you know uh, take a breath of air or recharge mm. uh, there's also this uh um little ipad that shows you what you got to do i found that a bit annoying and immersion breaking because yeah. it's constantly like hey uh, open this door and then you open the door oh and now go here and now go there i'm like maybe you should shut up and don't tell that much because it spoils the experience a bit because yeah. it became too easy and it's kind of like i just want to find out myself where to go but it's kind of like this cheating device um so that was kind of like yeah i don't know maybe maybe they were scared that people weren't able to finish it without it so i think they added it later it kind of feels like that yeah. i'm not sure about you Zim, yeah but, I, uh, I i you've it's funny because we had the complete opposite uh kind of buy-in from the trailer so i expected it to be only on the ship and okay. by the time you escape the ship, that's it, game over, right? Like, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting you to even to start off of oh. the ship. Like, I, I didn't expect backstory. I just kind of expected you to be thrown in and there not to be much behind it. But they actually gave a bit of backstory to it. And I'll have to be careful not to give any spoilers here. But, like, there's a couple of scenes in the game that I think are worth the six quid that the game is worth. Hmm. But I felt like in the second half, two things really annoyed me, right? The, the cheaty you know, wrist, like you've mentioned with all the hints, 
that shouldn't exist or it should be off by default, right? That should not mm -hmm. be on your arm. Cause I had the same thing where I got stuck in one section and it feels like you're almost playing like, I expect you to die with a puzzle sequence. And then someone just feeds you the answer to the puzzle. And mm. it's not like it's a difficult mm. puzzle. The items are highlighted. You know, it's yeah. going to take you five minutes to work it out. Mm. Why is that there? And then the second thing was, I felt like it, the second half of the game was on fast forward. Like, I feel like we went from yeah. the mm. segment of the game that felt like yeah. natural progression to, oh, we got to wrap it up. And then it's over before you're like, it's over already? It's like, it, what? It's like develop, development uh, time. Is, <laughs> That's is, exactly is, how uh, it felt. It felt like yeah. to, we got to wrap uh, this and, up, and, guys. Budget's gone, you know? But but also, just just in, in, in general, the, the pace was different from time to time where you were like, okay, now they finished this up in maybe like a, a few months. And this part, they took way more time to, to mm. you know, develop that. Um, I, I thought that uh, because you have these cutscenes that kind of try to tell you more about the story um, they were like in uh, third person so you're first you're like this actual free diver and then moments you're looking at yourself i'm kind of like what the heck yeah, is was, going on that here? was so uh, weird and then i found that jarring as well and then somewhere at the end they the developers found out that you can also just be in the cutscene yourself i'm like what what do you want do you really mm -hmm. want to go for first person or third person like you, <laughs> it could have all been in first person but yeah. i think they were just afraid that the dialogue in those parts was going to be too long and people got bored mm -hmm. um i don't know um you know it, it, it i let it sound like it's bad but it's not it's somewhere floating in the middle i thought it was an okay game it's yeah, it's not same. great it's not bad um I just expected more from it. The the puzzles you were doing at the start, you're like, wow, okay, this is cool, you know? Like it's it it feels like low and echo in terms of like how you solve puzzles because mm. your hands can go everywhere, you can grab the walls, you can swim, you can it's 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 yeah. it's super smooth. But then after a while I'm like, this is only a game where I have to use a key card. This is only a game where I have to open doors all the time. It's yeah. like the same puzzle puzzles all over again. And for the last two, three years, I don't know about you all, but all the puzzle games I've played, it's always like key card, open this, yeah. <laughs> uh, door, handle that. Like, come up with something new. It could have been more original. The only thing that I thought was was satisfying is that you can use items to break things, to mm. kind of, you know, have that escape moment. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they, they played on safe here, and that's great because, it, as I said, it's only an hour long. Um it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have, a, I have some mixed feelings about this. <laughs> you I have to have your expectations, I think, set at yeah. a particular place going yeah. in, and then you're going to have an okay time. If you expect something that is a, a longer experience, a deeper story, um, something that is a bit more consistent and polished throughout, then yeah. I think you go in, you, you, you come out disappointed. But um, for what it is in terms of concept, I would love to see that concept fleshed out in something 10 times as long. Yeah, exactly. I think you you hit the nail on the head there. You know, it's priced accordingly right now. It's yeah. like six pounds yeah. or eight dollars. Uh, it is short, but mm. you know, the, the feeling of claustrophobia, the feeling of being on this ship, the water physics were really great. Uh, finding air pockets and, and, and feeling the heartbeat when oh, she's God. starving of oxygen was was pretty like panic inducing. It really is. Um, but like Yuzim, I could have happily played that game for like three, four, six hours, you know. So yeah. hopefully Archiact, the developers behind this game, uh, really flesh out this concept and maybe treat this as more of like a tech demo mm -hmm. and see what the reaction is and then flesh it out to a much longer. Well, that's I think that's what they were going yeah. for because I finished it and, I, and, and I'm not going to talk about the ending, but it, it is an ending where you're like, okay, so that's it. Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> 
is this a is this an episodic thing? So yeah. I've been asking them. I was like, listen, what, what what's the deal with this? So they were they said that they were going for a, a cliffhanger, like in a blockbuster movie. Yeah. Um, although yeah. that didn't connect well because it didn't build up the right way. The the story hasn't been written well enough to make that happen. It's yeah. it's it's super weird. Like let's say if you threw this on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know what was going to happen to that to this. But I'm kind of like you know what's going on it, it it feels a bit it feels a bit random at the end and and they also said that um that let's say if it does become popular and it sells well enough that's that's basically what they said if if, if enough people buy it they might make more yeah. but then i'm kind of like yeah but you have to make make a game with that in mind like if you want to make the story longer then write it that way but right now it felt mm-hmm. like okay we got to end it here because that's it it's like an hour long done. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm happy they went for this instead of what they did with Evasion because that was way too ambitious. So this yeah. is just right. And I think as a development studio, you should never go too big because then you don't know where you're going to end up. And with this, it's kind of like, we're just going for an hour gameplay and it's solid, you know? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a solid game. There is nothing wrong about it. No funny bugs, no emerging breaking moments. I just felt like the story was a bit slow. And also the puzzles could have been more, you know, yeah, yeah. or very. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So that's free diver. If you missed. Oh yeah, uh, and you don't get talk. wet, so that's also a plus. <laughs> you could put your feet in the water if you wanted to. Like, <laughs> yeah, in a bucket, um, <laughs> immersion overload. But the, the game I want to talk about then, because we've talked about the other two games that I've played this week, but I also played Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh god. Uh, VR Help oh, Wanted. Seriously? Um, scary. Yeah, I quite like scary games in VR. Um, I like that adrenaline rush, oh. and um, I know Zim's a, a fan of this one as well. But um, I played a mod of the original Five Nights at Freddy's in VR before. Kind of had a little bit of fun with it, but didn't really get into it too much. But this is kind of like, it's basically a bundle of Five Nights at Freddy's 1, 2, and 3. And then you've got some additional game modes that are brand new. So you've got like a service and repair. um, Oh, no, sorry, repair and maintenance. And then you've got vent service. And then you've got dark rooms and some other bits and pieces as well. Now, the two experiences that I had the the most fun with were uh, repair and maintenance, where basically you have one of the big animatronic dolls from Five Nights at Freddy's, whether it be Freddy himself or Bonnie or Foxy or whatever the other one's name is. And basically you have them on a desk in front of you and you've got these narrated voice instructions telling you what to do. So it's almost like that saw moment. They're like where they're giving you instructions and you're under pressure to complete them. So you have to do them in order, in a specific order, in the, in the right way. Otherwise, you just get your face chewed off by the animatronic, which is just terrifying. Um, and and it's like it's like playing uh, that that game as a kid, Operation, where you've got like the patient laid out in front of you, and you've got bones, and you've got to pick uh, them out with yeah. tweezers. But if you touch the edges, you're kind of screwed. Except it's... you're almost forced to hug the patient. You know what I mean? You get so in the so face close. of this thing. Oh gosh. That. It just puts you on razor edge and you feel like the thing is going to like, you know, it's going to jump at you. You just don't know why. And you go through (laughs) these steps to the best of your ability and inevitably you fail and get your face chewed off, as you said, Mike. And that's a that's a horrible experience. It is a horrible experience, but also a lot of fun. If you like that kind of like, oh, adrenaline rush, (laughs) you know, I'm just I've just had to I've just soiled myself, you know, then then you'll enjoy it. But the other experience as part of this game, which is new, is vent service. And basically, you've got three vents, uh, two, one at either side and one in front of you. And you've got a sequence of little puzzles you need to complete. Mm. But whilst you're completing these puzzles, 
whilst you're looking away from a vent, there's like an animatronic clown crawling through the vent towards you, very oh, alien-esque. No. And it, and basically you have to look at it with your hair torch to scare it back into the vent. Oh. But the way it moves, the way it moves, it's animated so beautifully in such a creepy way that it's just horrid. And it always seems to catch like right outside your flashlight. Yes. So you like catch its movement in that way yes. that like I didn't quite fully resolve what I'm looking at, but I know yes. it's after me. <laughs> so so it it feels a lot, a lot. I don't know if you've ever played Alien Isolation, Mike. But I did. You, yeah, I did. Yeah, it feels a lot like that alien. And actually, yeah. you've just reminded me that when I was in Blood and Truth and there were segments where you're crawling through, crawling through a vent, like I was like, is an alien or an animatronic thing going to come after me now? <laughs> You were having like PTSD mm. from Five Nights at Freddy's, <laughs> um, but basically, you know, it's I, I've been playing a little bit of that, and um, but it's also been great to see other big YouTubers on YouTube play this game as well. Yeah, like you know, everywhere. we've seen we've seen Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, PewDiePie all play yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's in VR, and it's just awesome that VR has been getting yeah. such it's, huge it's, attention it's, this week. It's, it's mind blowing to see YouTubers actually buying a headset to just play that game because yeah. they have to be on board with the hype. And you nice, don't see nice. that that much with with VR titles. Like Beat Saber had that you know moment where everyone had to buy a headset and had to play it on their you know YouTube channels to mm. keep up with you know the uh, the excitement. But the, the reviews of Five Nights at Freddy's have been crazy positive. Mm. Do you think that's 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 you know uh, justified? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I because it's, I did see solid. people say like you know it has such a, a dedicated fan community and mm. Five Nights at Freddy's is also a lot about conspiracies and not mm. specifically about gameplay in that sense. So people could just you know be like, yeah, I love this because I've been playing it for years, and that's then yeah. their review. Um, but yeah, do you I think, think it makes bit, sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Okay. You know, and it's great yeah. that it's on the PSVR as well. If you're in a PSVR, um, so yeah, that's Five Nights at Freddy's. But, uh, it, but let's. It's a Sorry. very. I just wanted to comment one thing. It's a very solid conversion with yeah. some new bits tacked on that feel good. I found. Yeah. I felt like I, I was glad that it wasn't just like vent repair in particular. I felt that the first one anyway was like too easy. But the fact that they allow you to progress through different versions of yeah. that game mode, it gives yeah. it a little bit more longevity. And then they've got a whole like unlock system, which I still can't tell when you pick yeah. up coins and find stuff around the levels. Like you can get items with that but did you get very far with that mike did you get to buy anything i only got two coins buy what can you buy you can buy uh, unlockable items but i haven't bought anything yet either well, no but, but can I have they found be used in game to yeah, yeah or is yeah. it just cosmetic um i'm not sure to be honest i i really haven't played that much of it but i what i have played i've enjoyed and i think if you're a fan of the series or fan of <laughs> scary games in general then you'll you'll dig it but, they are um, funny like like all the packets and stuff have like warning labels or things on them that you can read and yeah. it was really funny because i was playing it in the rift s and i was like i would never have been able to read this in the original rift like so it was really nice <laughs> oh, just playing it in the new headsets nice. so, you know yeah. you know what they should add like a multiplayer and where you can dress up as one of the oh. animatronics and <laughs> oh, one of your God. friends is still trying yeah. to fix stuff yeah and scare awesome. them yeah, <laughs> yeah. what idea. about you girls would you would you play this one do you think or is this like a hard pass for you <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just straight I think, up i think we will we'll no. die or make people really deaf yeah well you know if you record it you'll get lots of views so yeah, every, every cloud maybe um, for halloween or something. i will let Cass play it that's the Good benefit people. of horror games though i think it's worth just touching on and why they get why they do so well because watching right you could watch all mm. five of us play the game yeah. and have it a different experience as a viewer whereas if you watch the five of us play beat saber it'll generally be the same kind of thing yeah. right true. so yeah, that's that's true. why i think horror does so well 
Yeah, exactly. So let's get into some quick news this week. Uh, but before we get into quick news, I want to say thank you to the sponsor of this episode of the F Reality Podcast, which is Coatsync with their latest title, Shadow Point. Now, Shadow Point is a mysterious uh, story-driven puzzle adventure game where you take the role of Alex Baquette, trying to uncover the mystery of a missing schoolgirl called Lorna McCabe, who vanished from Shadow Point Observatory 12 years ago. You're uh, guided by the journal of Edgar Mansfield, who is narrated by the one and only Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, So yeah, you've got to solve these puzzles, and will you be able to uncover the truth of her disappearance? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Check out Shadow Point. It's available on Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest, and there's a link to it in the description down below. Nice. It's a great game as well. I have to say that. Awesome game. I like looking at it from the outside. I was expecting it to be a different kind of game, um, yeah. but mm-hmm. the voice narration and uh, like the exploratory element, I, I can't wait to finish that. To be honest, because the way it opens is a beautiful intro to a VR game, and it plays very well for the first kind of hour or two that I've done. Very it's well. one of those games that um, we've we've been so busy like this past few weeks, but and it's like one that I've just been desperate to, to just play on my own time, you know, mm-hmm. just play a game that I want to play <laughs> and just enjoy. Um, yes. And I have played the first uh, two sections uh. of it. Um, and it, yeah, it's been super satisfying so far. So if you like puzzle games, um, this is kind of a twist on it with different perspectives yeah. and stuff. If you like uh, room scale puzzle games, because it makes yeah. good use out of your play space as one of the rare titles on the Oculus Quest. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so let's get into the first bit of quick news this week. And uh, the first one is about Game of Thrones. Uh, obviously, Game of Thrones is over now. But if you're pining for more content, you can check out the Game of Thrones Beyond the Wall VR experience available for free on Viveport, HTC's VR gaming subscription service. So any Game of Thrones fans in the house? You- oh, any- yes. Yeah, oh, definitely. What, what house? <laughs> what house, by the way? <laughs> oh. This house, the House of Love and VR. House, house VR Oasis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so did, did, what about you, Nathie? Did you get into it or not? In, in, into the Game of Thrones VR experience? No, just Game of Thrones in general. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 of course. Oh, you yeah. did? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're all, we're all pretty big fans of the, of the series then. Um, have any of you tried this VR experience before I get into it? Not yet. I plan to, but no, and the user reviews are kind of like medium. So yeah, exactly. I'm really curious. But this didn't this air like three years ago or something? It's quite an old experience. Yeah, you're right. This actually takes place um, a a few seasons back uh, in terms of its timeline in the Game of Thrones universe. Um, But this VR experience, it's a seven minute long experience, so not very long at all. Uh, But you get to venture north of the wall as a member of the Night's Watch and follow Jon Snow on his quest to prove the existence of the Night King's undead army. Kind of cool. You use your ranger skills uh, with a sword to defend yourself against the undead uh, as you advance through iconic locations from the series. Uh, Be prepared to face impossible odds on your quest as you hack and slash your way out of dangerous situations. Oh, so it's interactive as well. Yeah, so I think there's limited interaction with a a sword that you can fight the undead uh, and sort of defend Mm. the Night's Watch crew that you're with. Um, But like Zim said, there's there's mixed reviews on Mm. uh, Viveport right now about this game. Um, Okay. And the thing is, it it is only accessible through Viveport, so you need to be a Viveport member to have access to it. Um, I just wonder, is this the same one? Because they they had an experience at, I don't know if it was E3 two years ago or something like that, where where it was like an elevator. It was like a lift. And you go into that. I think this is not the same thing. I think this is different. I think this is different. That's not the same. That Like when Game of Thrones launched, they had these uh, elevators uh, in like an exhibition 
with mm. DK ones inside where you could go up the wall. Yeah. Um, and, and I would have preferred that. Share as far as I know. Yeah. I would have preferred that because I think the sense of scale of, of being on oh, that yeah. wall would have been really cool rather than just mm-hmm. hack and slashing some, <laughs> some zombies basically. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, if you want to check this out, uh, you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you can sign up to Viveport, which has a 14 free trial uh, subscription if you sign up. Uh, the normal subscription is $12.99 uh, in US dollars a month or $99 US dollars for the whole year. Um, it's kind of like one of these kind of uh, VR games, kind of Netflix subscription model where everything's kind of free. Yeah. Although the problem is not everything is free. There is still games on there like Five Nights at Freddy's, like we just spoke about, <laughs> that you still have to pay full price for. Uh, so only select games are free mm-hmm. but you can play now as many titles as you want in a month hence why they call it viveport infinity now yeah um and it also it's not just for hdc headsets the service also supports oculus rift right now and will be supporting windows mr in mm. the future i have a feeling it's it's making slowly a comeback i feel like they are getting better in buying content at the right moment where first you were like oh i already played let's say super hot uh, and then two months later it appears on Vipart. they mm. they become faster on it and i also think that developers also know that they want to publish there as well you know they want to have their titles even on Vipart. um yeah. with, with game of thrones i'm kind of like you know i i love to play a vr experience i'm sure it's going to be a, a movie type one so you kind of know what the quality is going to be but maybe it's better i mean we have seen like blade runner for example where it's mm. like super mm. duper neat um the timing is just a bit strange though i mean the show is over this is from the first uh you know uh, like the first season um and that's that's not bad you know it's fine it's fine um, strange because, timing though because yeah. because in season one you couldn't really bring content like this to the table just yet but mm-hmm. um yeah this then do it somewhere at the start of a season or somewhere yeah but there's one thing that i do get do have to give them is that the trailer got uploaded on the game of thrones channel one of the most popular uh channels on youtube so it's huge huge yeah. as marketing for me, nice. uh, you know, like uh, to be able to experience the dragons would have been way more appealing, you yeah. know, to, to, oh, yeah. to stand and, and, and understand their scale uh, would have been way better. In yeah, my like opinion. a, like but, a five to 10 minute experience yeah, standing in yeah. front of it. And it's got, yeah, no, I agree. Or writing it. Just writing it, it maybe. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that would have been badass. Yeah. yeah. Um, so next bit of quick news this week is about super hot. Uh, we got some interesting stats from the team this week uh, because they released super hot as, you know, an Oculus uh, Quest launch title. Uh, it's currently the third best-selling game on the Oculus Quest behind Vader Immortal and Beat Saber. Now, interestingly, the developers didn't support cross-buy and they stated their reasoning was that the port was much harder than anticipated and they feel like they've created the best version of Superhot on the Quest and it justifies paying the full price for, which I totally respect, you know, if that's the way you want to do it. Totally get that, understand. Um, but interestingly, the team stated that sales were 300% higher than when they launched on the original Oculus Rift. Uh, 300%. Oh, wow. oh. Which is super impressive, I think. I'm not surprised because the numbers, uh, I mean, we haven't seen Quest numbers yet, right? No, but no. The feeling but also not I Rift get, numbers as and, far as I know. I mean, we've we've seen the interest on the internet, right, mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. Um, and and the, the, the kind of hike that we've had, I would have said that it's like a 10x multiplier or something like that in terms of interest. So and we too. saw it almost get as high as even Nintendo Switch in terms of like Google searches and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, um, I'm not surprised that their sales have been higher, but I, I wonder if that is not directly related to the fact that number one, Superhot's a relatively big and well-known name. Uh, mm-hmm. And number two, 
for the people who have converted over, it's actually a very easy thumbnail in the store to click buy and the trailers sell what it is. So I think, you know, the fact that they were able to convert it to a quest title, um, again, as you said, Mike, I'm totally okay with cross buy not Mm. being enabled for this. Um, And I've said that before to other developers. I think, you know, if, if you need to fund a title, Quest is a totally different kind of ball game. You know, no mm-hmm. cables and yeah, pay for that experience. freedom. I mean, we got like a, a Siren Toe is coming soon as well, which is another kind of similar title where you're gonna get you're gonna get a bit of a workout and gameplay at the same time. That's fucking great. Yeah. I mean, us gamers usually are sitting on our asses. Uh, you know, we, we actually get up and move around now. This is this yeah. is nascent technology. They, and great. They have pairing. also been advertising a lot with Super Hot. I mean, it wasn't the main Oculus Quest trailer that has like I don't know 25 million <laughs> views. Uh, so uh, like super hot was one of the main ones that was in the list of oculus to also heavily uh, promote i just wonder what 300 percent means i think it's it's selling like 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 hotcakes for sure but i would love to see some numbers too because 300 percent doesn't mean anything until you have some numbers yeah some kind of like 300 percent compared to the rift i don't even know does anyone know how much the rift sold with super hot so what do we what are we comparing to yeah to nothing because we don't know anything did they say 300% more or 300% compared to? 300% higher. Okay, so that, so that means if they sold 100 in week one, then they've sold mm-hmm. 400 in week one. That's the yeah. kind of comparative statistics, but we don't know but the actual let's, number. Let's say the Rift sales were super low, then in the end it could be middle or high. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm not saying that that's true, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I think my uh, point is that it, it's very encouraging news, uh, particularly for VR developers. Uh, that are interested in developing games for VR, although there are issues developing with the Quest. We know that, you know, that they're, they're more stringent with in terms of the applications that they accept now, and you've got to go through this application pitch process before you can get approved, so just be aware of that. But it is very encouraging that developers are getting success through making oh, yeah. uh, and porting their games on the Quest. Wasn't that um, the same story for Apex? I mean, Apex has yeah. also done very well yeah. compared to the PSVR and the, the PC version. It's yeah. like some games even adapt just better on the Quest in general yeah. because yeah. it's it's more free, you know? You have more, like, you, you make more use out of your room scale area than you did before. Yeah, agreed. And and we're actually showing their brand new trailer, by the way, which is a, a live action trailer for for Super Hot on the Quest, which is a really cool trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I but like I just it. I just really hope it encourages them to do a sequel because it's still one of my favorite games in VR today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the Rift, the, like the Oculus Quest, is also sold like completely sold out at the moment, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the it's, it's, too, it's right? crazy. Yeah. I'd actually say on the Quest, just for my own personal use. So my wife's got a Quest as well, and I'd say we've already bought four titles on quest where i think we've only ever bought probably one or two on the go mm-hmm. um, okay so i mean straight out the bat it's like it's a very easy system to get into which makes it easier to take your wallet out and spend on the title because it, yeah. it's just it, it's lowered that bar substantially yeah. in terms yeah. of it's, it's how also easy just it is so to much VR. fun to play together with someone else it's so easy to put exactly. it on together in the same room and then start playing with each other exactly. yeah you, you girls have two quests actually don't you Yes. Yeah. So that's yes. awesome. And, and and you're playing uh, games together, but you need separate accounts, though, right? Because that's a question yeah. we get asked a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. you do um, need separate accounts. I think there are yeah. some games where uh, you can do uh, like one account, but I don't think that's um, supposed to be that way. Okay. Okay. Single, <laughs> you mean single player, right? That's single no, player stuff. No, I, I think, a multiplayer uh, as well. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. okay. Let's so, your brains uh, later. <laughs> so, so I've got a question for you then before we move on to the next bit of news. Um, what's your favorite game to play together? And then what's your favorite game separately to play alone single player? 
well, we have been playing a lot of <laughs> Orbis VR. Yes. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, we really like MMORPGs, so we mm. like all the uh, RPG elements in there. So just the grinding, the fighting enemies, leveling up. Yeah. And seeing your character become more beautiful <laughs> over time. Yeah. More beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, put a lot of time in there. And uh, it's it's just so... I think we use the quest more often now yeah. than our PC VR headset because it's just easier to yeah. put that on. Just go to the living room. And yeah. Just sit chill. on the couch. Yeah. That's so awesome. So you've been playing Orbis together at the yeah. same time. That's so freaking yeah. cool. Because mm-hmm. this is the thing, like, we tried Orbis a little while ago, me and Nathie, um, mm-hmm. and we were kind of a bit overwhelmed at first with all the different mechanics and all the different stuff going on. But is it one of those games that, that once you're into it, it, it's very sort of, like, rewarding and fun to play? Um, yeah. If, if you, I think if you like MMORPGs. Right. Yeah, but Orbis to... is different from normal MMOs because you really have to understand everything. Like, everything is, like, you really have to... Uh, understand everything you're doing like you have yeah. to do some research yeah. before actually being a class right. and you have to understand mm. so you have to invest time in it to get yeah. rewarded back right i get yeah, it you can't really look up stuff like you can usually do that with pc games but not yeah. in vr you have to just I, figure it out i can see yeah. Nathie's interest uh <laughs> waning <laughs> the thing with the thing with Arvis is, is that if you don't know what you're doing or you need help they have like this this book and it's like this huge ass manual yeah. with oh, yeah. all this stuff like hey you can do this you can do, can do that did you guys uh, play the reborn though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. okay if okay. you guys need any help we can help you out <laughs> like, yeah, we're, like we're pros the <laughs> nice thing is like even though they've got the manual like i find other players is the best source of knowledge yes yes, yes like yes. you can literally go up to almost anybody yeah and like even if they're new like people are so warm and welcoming that game like like no other vr title that i've played even though i'd say the vr community is right now is still very friendly orbis mm. i still think out of all the launch titles is going yeah. to be the killer for for multiplayer. So I'm I'm glad you've yeah. you've mentioned it um, because you know multiplayer questing is is absolutely fantastic. And I actually think that developers are going to start targeting that as like how do we mod- you know how do we make money off of people enjoying their yeah. time together with quests because there should be more and more people do it for sure. A, a pers- like a persistent okay. shared space like we experienced at OC5 with the uh, Dead and Berry demo. <sighs> like that that that's what. I, I would buy, go out and buy another quest in a heartbeat if that was enabled mm-hmm. in a multiplayer yes. game. But, um, True. So but yeah. if you uh, if you see a peasant uh, walking around in Arbus VR <laughs> trying to smell grass and and, and, and and grab flowers, then that's Mike, just so you know. Oh, me? Yeah, oh, I, thought you, I, I thought you were talking about yourself, Nate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm just, you know, with the shiny armor, fighting yeah. dragons and stuff, riding them. Of course, of course, of right. course. That's yeah. it. Let's, let's that's swiftly, swiftly move on. Swiftly. Yes. Um, so next up, we had some uh, surprising news uh, from Nintendo this week yeah. that they've added an update to Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo Switch to add VR support for the Nintendo Labo VR. <laughs> this is crazy. Like this is this is really really great news. Uh, I'm, I'm actually awful at Super Smash Brothers. I don't know if any of you are Smash fans oh, wow. in the house. I play uh, every two months. I have a tournament with some uh, friends. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah she's really awesome. good. Cherry is like the hustler in the corner that's like a secret pro, just destroys everyone. What's your favorite character? I'm intrigued. Um, I actually play Peach a lot, but she's like one. She's like a rank one player. So that's that's like if you play her, you, it's easy because she's really good. Right. Um, and next to her, I would say like the Fire Emblem characters are really good as well. Okay. Yeah. They are so like P- really good. I'm, I'm a Pikachu and yeah, Pikachu. Kirby. I'm a <laughs> Pikachu and yeah. Kirby. I oh, Kirby's also like one a of stone. the easy, Kirby's amazing. Right? My, <laughs> mine is the yoga teacher. 
the oh yoga. my god yes the fifth the fifth trainer she's actually the pretty good i'm not <laughs> joking he's so wow. funny like if you're good with that character you're yeah you're good because yeah. he's really hard to play actually or he, she, <laughs> hard to master. yeah he's hard to master she he she but yeah, whatever you want, whichever, whichever you choose. Um, but in this free update, you can now use your, your Labo VR goggles to play limited, mm. timed and offline battles, 1v1 versus the AI. So um, you can't yeah. play uh, like with four players on all at the same time. It's just 1v1 well, in the VR mode. So you need to play that with the standard Labo VR headset. So you need to hold it up. But there aren't enough. Oh, yeah, you can play it with, of course, the... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's going to be um, yeah. uh, like how long is one match usually? Well, you they, can, uh, yeah, it's like a few, a few minutes, I think. Or um, is it going to constantly tell you, "Hey, are you tired? Take, yeah, it, take, it, take take a sip of tea now." App like in, imagine being so. in this intense battle and suddenly it's like, "Hey, tea time!" <laughs> yeah, but apparently that's why they limited to to one v one, just you versus the AI. So you don't get any uh, online yeah. matches. Um, you don't get any bigger battles either, where it's like two v two, which is a, a bit of a shame. But you know, just like Mario Odyssey and Zelda, the VR mm -hmm. sort of implementation from Nintendo is kind of limited in some more, some respects. So you know, it's cool. It's cool. I think it's really cool that they they're adding this. Uh, but it is limited, so it, it does feel more gimmicky, which is kind of what we want to try and stay away from. Mm -hmm. um, but it's good to see that Nintendo are still continuing to push the Nintendo Labo VR, because I think the, the, the Labo VR kit on its own is really solid. Uh, I really enjoyed my time with it. Just the, the game implementation since then have been a bit lacking, in my opinion. But I just hope that it just shows <laughs> that they're kind of interested in VR a little bit, mm -hmm. and maybe in the future we'll get something more substantial. That's my hope anyway. Yeah, we hope so. And I, I also think that um, once you've got, you put all the time in and you've manufactured all that equipment, it's like you kind of want, <laughs> I mean, is there anything, are there any plans that Nintendo has to bring out something that's going to use the, use the equipment that you've built or is it yeah. just kind of self-contained closed system? Do we know anything about that? It, it, no, it's a big problem. And, you know, I'm limited on space here and I ended up giving the whole kit away to my friend uh, who's a big Switch fan. Um, so I, gave, I just gave the whole lot to, away to him because I just didn't have the space the, to keep it. The wind the wind pedal and the cannon, it's like, it's at our place, it's constantly moving by itself. Yeah. It's like, hey, wind pedal, hey, there you are. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to move it away and then I'm putting it somewhere at my brother's like area and then he's moving it my way again. <laughs> so it's constantly. You can just have a bonfire one night and just load, load it all on there. <laughs> but it does seem <laughs> yeah. a bit of a waste. Um, oh, yes. But yeah, that is Nintendo Labo. Um, so the final bit of quick news this week is about some useful updates coming to the Oculus Quest because CTO of Oculus and all-round legend uh, John Carmack tweeted this week that the Quest will be getting a lights out mode, meaning that you'll have the option to use three degrees of tracking, uh, uh, three degrees of freedom tracking in dark rooms uh, which will be ideal for watching movie content uh, in the dark because the problem is, as we know with the Quest, it uses the, t the four front-facing cameras for tracking in six degrees of freedom. Mm. But if your room is completely dark, then it just doesn't work. It doesn't allow you to use the headset. So this is kind of a welcome uh, feature that will be coming soon. Nice. It means you can switch this on it will just revert to three degrees of freedom, so you can just rotate your head. But really, this is just for watching like movies, right? It's such a good, it's such a good idea because it, it just seems like something that you know was missing. But also, yeah. it's going to be one of those things where a couple of months from now, you're gonna, you're gonna, people are gonna look back and be like, "Oh, that was a problem." It's not a problem. Yeah. I just wonder, is this also going to be uh, deployed on Rift S because it's got the same tech? So 
It's going to need the same um, thing. Yeah, it's a really, really good point, actually. I haven't heard anything about Rift S, but then again, Rift S kind of has been um, moved to the wayside a little bit, and the Quest is pretty much seems like it's Oculus's full attention right now. Uh, but yeah, I would welcome it on the Rift S as well. You're right. One uh, little uh, tip, actually, is if that you have Vive base stations or an infrared illuminator of some description, yep. you can actually use that and have your room completely pitch black and use IR to paint your room and the the cameras can track using infrared oh, really? lights yeah so the, like, the vive base stations for example would be, would work really like well and apparently just box, one will or... do it what was oh, that wow. Sorry? do you need to do you need to set up anything to do that or just turn it on just turn it on uh, the 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 cameras are infrared sensitive so um, they'll pick up that um, oh that light from the IR oh. cameras uh, natively. Wow. Yeah, so that's a little tip. Uh, if, if you've got Vive base stations, they'll work perfectly for your area in the dark. Okay. Um, so that's a little tip. But the other uh, feature that uh, Carmack also mentioned was dual controller input for the touch controllers in the Oculus home environment. So right now, if you use a touch controller, either one in the home environment, it will switch from one to the other to, yeah. to be the dominant hand. In the future, you can use both at the same time. And they're, they're saying that this is going to make using a virtual keyboard much easier and intuitive oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. in the home environment, which makes a lot of sense. Small, but a uh, nice little update. And then the final one is that they're going to be adding a switch mode so you can switch the display's native 72 hertz to 60 hertz when you're watching 60 frames per second video content. Mm. Um, so particularly with VR 180 and VR 360 videos, some of them are filmed in 60 frames per second to make them look really smooth. So a feature like this will make them look better because uh, oh. running these videos at 72 hertz makes them uh, a little bit undesirable to watch. Stuttering. Wasn't this going to like automatically like do that? It will just detect what the, you know, the file type is like, and then it will just switch. I think uh, that's the case, right? Apparently so, but it would be nice to have a toggle just in case as a backup, in my opinion. I'd but actually yeah, like so. a, I'd like a toggle for one reason, which is if I'm uh, screen scraping off of the quest, um, I think it will help me avoid screen tearing when I'm when I'm pulling frames off of it because is that that's one of the core reasons yeah. why I think uh, I'm getting horizontal tear in in the method that I use for quest mm -hmm. casting. That's a really solid point. And it's kind of strange because as a content creator, I didn't even think of that. But <laughs> limiting the frame rate of the Quest to 60 frames per second to record video content at that solid 60 frames consistently, because we all know that if you record content on the Quest, it's variable frame rate, mm -hmm. which can be a bit of a nightmare with audio sync and other problems later on in post. So yeah, I would totally welcome that as well. A uh, really solid point, Zim. Nice one. So, so, it, so it stays stable. That's what you're saying. If you could lower it. Exactly, and, exactly. And it might not crash that much anymore. This is just YouTube stuff, by the way. YouTube exactly. problems. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube life. Creators' ears are all perking up YouTube right life. now going, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck are you guys talking about? Andrew? So there's no release date for these updates, uh, but there are on the roadmap for the near future. So mm. definitely worth keeping an eye out for. I think the, the laser pointer one is the best because right now I feel like my mom typing on a keyboard with one hand. <laughs> it's painful. It's super yeah. slow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is the quick news this week. Uh, let's hand it over to Zim for the lowdown on the games releasing this week. He said he was excited about the first one. So I'm excited about the first one uh -oh. now as well. <laughs> uh -oh. I've had it a bit of a, I've, I always, I always enjoy the first one because it's like a bit of an unveiling. I do structure these chronologically. So if I ever fail to mention what's coming out when, the first thing I'm talking about is the first thing that either was out recently or uh, coming out first. So, um, this one is a title that I have been waiting years to have been made. Um, 
it is not a quality gem. So I'm not ushering people to go play it. Free title that was created by uh, uh, in a five week long school project by the game industry students of Alman Institute. So what is the game about you ask? This is one that will um, certainly rub the, rub the magic lamp of anyone out there who has OCD for this, for this game is called Clean VR. So this is the kind of game <laughs> that I was thinking okay. would, would definitely at one stage be made, and now it is a real thing. So Clean VR is a title where you, um, you essentially pick up your house to a timer. <laughs> so you put things back on the shelves. You, you know, this is, this is the kind of idea. So the little blurb on this is, it's a small-scale, relaxed VR experience for the HTC Vive, specifically. Uh, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to organize the house before time runs out. <laughs> Or you can just let, let yourself loose, smash the piano with random objects. So as I said, as a student project, I have to take my hat off to them. Um, That's the description of the game. That is the description of the game. It's a free game, by the way. You don't have to pay okay. anything for this. That's, that's good. That's and this good. is called clean vr so there you go this, 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 this wow. just like is like my life you know my life is this game because my wife goes to work and she's like you know have a good day doing your youtube job you know <laughs> and then she comes home and she's like you have done nothing around the house today it's like i it's like i have been busy like I, you know the, the, although it may seem like a job where i do literally nothing but play games it actually is actually way <laughs> but more that's involved. what you do right you only play games and have fun Exactly. So like I feel like I feel like this game is is, is talking to my soul. So you can you can you can you can barely keep your own house clean, and then you also want to play this in the exactly. Well. Yeah, I feel like it's a game within a game, or it's an excuse. You're like, hey, listen, you know, I did clean, but it's in it's the my eye. virtual home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things that as well. Like I used to be a really almost OCD level like tidy kind of guy. I was I was raised in a home where like my mother would be vacuuming every second day, like one of those houses, right? Like really straight, orderly, tidy. Um, and I'll tell you that the, the, the longer I go in life, the busier my life gets, the less tidy. If anyone's ever seen the nest of wires under my under my desk, anyway, it's like uh, Jurassic Park down there. So, <laughs> all right. So that's Clean VR. So on to the second one. I've got three titles this week. Um, okay. This one uh, is is actually something that has just launched on Oculus Home. And I wanted to mention this because um, it's a quality title. Contractors VR, which originally launched mm -hmm. on Steam back on the 15th of December, um, now has has just landed on the 30th of May on Oculus Home. So if you're one of those people, and they, they do exist, mm -hmm. who only buys an Oculus Home, um, you can get this now at a discount compared to Steam. So it's uh, I'll give you the UK pricing. So it's 12.99 uh, British pounds versus on Steam at the moment 15.49. Save yourself two and a half quid. Wow, this is contractors on on Oculus Home. Contractors on Oculus Home. Twelve ninety nine. Yeah, twelve ninety nine. Wow, awesome that is price, a bargain. right? That yeah, is oh like, yeah. I mean, that this is, is great. like beautiful game. Uh, the thing yeah. that stood out to me about Contractors, for those who don't know what it is, so it's a team based competitive multiplayer shooter game, and I would say that I would rank this now, having to agree with Rowdy after a few sessions of Pavlov, between Pavlov and Contractors. Those are the two games that, if I have a free couple of hours to myself. I get on there and I go shoot some lads, right? And that's just the way I do it. And when you pair it with the stock, um, it yeah. unlike Pavlov, when you Brilliant. pair it with the stock, it feels really, really like mm. you're part of a SWAT team. So wow. Yeah. And and I think this is like the only game with a custom um, calibrator for the stocks, right? Pavlov implemented one. I haven't used it, Mike. Oh. I think you did. 
Yeah, that they 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 didn't do a good a job as contractors did. Contractors have a has a yeah, really beautiful. standout stock calibration tool, which is uh, should be the standard in every uh, shooter, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I mean, in terms mm. of the lighting in the game and the flow oh, between yeah. matches, like you, you know, it's not as full as um, as Pavlov. I'd say Pavlov probably gets three or four times the amount of attention in terms of multiplayer game lobbies. But you, mm. I've never gotten in and not had a, a full game um, mm. when I when I've gone to play. And it just feels fantastic. It's a really solid FPS. So if you don't have it already, um, and as I said, if you've got something like, like you just bought a Rift S, this would make a, an excellent companion for that. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly, though, before we uh, move on, like because you mentioned the Rift S, and I know a lot of people have had tracking issues in games like this. Have you experienced any sort of uh, issues like that? Have you tried the gun stock with the Rift S yet? No, I haven't uh, tried okay. the stock yet. I'll okay. probably go into your tutorial video, though, if I, I do. Did, uh, we did yeah. try it. We oh, you tried it? Rift S yeah. uh, with the gun stock. I didn't have uh, any problems, actually. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, the, the only thing that I did notice was very slight drift, maybe once or twice, uh, but it was minimal. Um, and I think overall it is solid. Uh, oh. But you, you're right, you have to set it up Maybe specific... if you're walking like this and then you look up, then there's maybe some... Yeah, I think it was like when I was when I was aiming and walking uh, down a corridor at the same time, like aimed, and Mm. then it it had slight drift. Um, But uh, but yeah, overall, it's it's solid, you know, especially in contractors, Mm. and especially if you've got one of the haptic (laughs) feedback ones, uh, the uh, the force tube, so much Mm -hmm. fun. I still I still it's so funny because sometimes you know once you're once you've been casting for a while, you get a feel on an audience. Anytime I load up the force tube with that game and people see it, like the amount of jealousy of like, <laughs> why do you have that? But I don't have that. It just, it, it's through the roof. So I, I actually hesitate to mention it, but I have to agree with you, Mike. Like yeah. if I want to sh- blow someone's socks off in VR, I'll throw them in contractors with the force tube. It's yeah. fucking amazing. The, the, the clacking noise is just so satisfying to watch on stream. Like when I've watched your streams, when you've used it, it's so satisfying to hear the clicks um of the of the 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 recoil like kickback awesome uh so good all right third third and final game this is one you absolutely have to pay attention to uh which is trover saves the universe um this is something that is thankfully um unlike other titles which i won't mention again (coughs) blood and truth uh coming (laughs) to not only psvr but pc as well a little bit delayed but not a huge gap between the two (laughs) so uh, for those who didn't already see the feckin' whacked out <laughs> trailer, uh, the, the extended trailer and uh, TV ad spot, go look it up, please, because I can't run the audio because <laughs> some of the things they say are a bit naughty. <laughs> but um, other than that, it is a beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> exceptional trailer for highlighting this game that is a bit of an adventure title, really, by Squanch Games. These are the creators of Rick and Morty, if you know what that TV show is. Um, and if you want to be sworn at repeatedly, uh, degraded, and exposed to scenes and characters you hoped you'd never meet in your wildest nightmares, then Trover is for you. Um, I got to play this at PAX, and I have to say that it was standout from the moment I got in. Uh, the comedy is is incredibly well-written. Um, I found myself laughing through even the demonstration bit in the beginning, but the fact that they've turned what was in their previous titles like Accounting Plus, for example, which is fantastic and you should definitely play. These are these are adult titles, right? This is yeah. not something you'd have <laughs> your five-year-old playing. The the amount of FUs and all that that you hear in these kinds of games is through the roof. And to be honest, that feels really freeing. As an adult who loves VR games, I like getting some like proper adult-oriented 
content. There are there are two content. modes, by the way. Like you can go for mature or one where it's more. But I didn't still, know that. I didn't yeah, know you that. can. That's cool. Yeah, you can. But it, it's still like they still have weird stories to tell. So it's <laughs> not for kids. <laughs> yeah, please, please no. This is coming from a from a kids kids in VR advocate. Like I, I, I can I can quote just Royal. I was asking him like, hey, uh, what if kids would play this game? He's like, only uh, irresponsible parents would allow their kids to play. Yeah. It. Well, that's a really solid point because you actually played this game with the creator Justin Roiland, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at, yeah. At PAX when we was at PAX in Boston, yeah, you exactly. had an opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we played the the demo together. Um, Super, oh, yeah. super fun. And and it's weird to sit next to someone who does the voices <laughs> in the game and then also does them in real, you know? And yeah. yeah. You should check out the video, by the way. It's on Nathie's channel if you want to see him playing the game with the creator of the game. <laughs> Weirdest Justin combination Rund. ever. So funny. It's so I, funny. Go and check I release dates because I, I did forget to mention these. So it is, uh, this is out 31st of May. So already happened yesterday for PSVR. 4th of June for PC VR. So uh, yeah. you got now, now you get to choose like which one yeah. do I go for if you've got both. <laughs> you and decide. and it's a seated experience by the way. But it's yeah. it's it's a good one to, you know, sit down and relax and play. You know, it's yeah. it's jam if you like dialogue, like comedy, then this this is it. The problem yeah. with these games, I find it's a bit like a choose your own adventure where you need to try every path. Like trying kind of stupid stuff in different scenes and just waiting just waiting for the characters to get annoyed that you haven't pressed a button or progressed in the story like yeah. the, some of the best comedic elements in accounting plus and the same thing with this oh, are, yeah. are when you just when don't, you don't do, do anything. anything you just kind yeah. of think about so <laughs> yeah. you know True. don't necessarily just play them straight through although you might want to do that the first time i do think these have quite a bit of replayability as a reason and for 25 pounds uh, pretty good price point, I think, for a game of this caliber. I don't know how yeah. long it is. Do any of you guys have any idea uh, what the kind of length is we can expect? Not sure, but I do know that you can get it slightly cheaper on the Epic Games Store uh, if you don't mind, you know, buying it through there. But no, it's also does it support VR for PC? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, Subnautica did. So um, uh oh, uh oh, it, this it, is just the start, folks. Soon, Epic yeah. is gonna buy all the VR games from Steam <laughs> and other places. It's going to be like well, seriously. If they start doing that, we're going to see an interesting shift. Or well, even imagine. where Oculus is like, "Hey, we're investing into a new dev to make a game for us," and Epic is like, "Oh, hold up for a second. We got a bag of money that is bigger than yours." Or if they just bring Robo Recall Two exclusively to the Epic Store. They have showed they they showed Robo Recall two stuff before, so there there is something coming. So we'll see. Well, so, sort of prototype stuff for uh, for like a physics mechanics, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah but they also yeah. showed this alternative like storyline. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's interesting stuff. So I've got another piece of news from before that. I was curious, Kaz and Cherry, have you guys played? Um, have you played Accounting or Accounting Plus? Have you played those games? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And are you generally a fan of these, or is it not your bag? Um, I like them. I think they are really funny. <laughs> yeah. What about Rick and, Rick and Morty in general? Are you fans of the series, or not so much? Uh, we started watching after playing the VR game, actually. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, yeah. we, we like it, but we haven't um, watched a lot. So. Yeah, it's funny. Like my my wife was kind That's of like really not interested in Rick and Morty, uh, mm -hmm. and then I just I kept on watching them over and over again. And then uh, do you know the one where they do the little rap, like him and Morty do the rap to the gods, the big face gods? This, I, I won't repeat it. Um, but she ended up getting that song stuck in her head, and now she loves the show. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But like, like, like Kaz and Cherry, I, I only got introduced to Rick and Morty from the VR game. 
which is a really weird thing, I'm sure, because I don't watch a lot of television. So my yeah. my universe Same, is yeah. like mostly VR with maybe five mm-hmm. percent television. So I got introduced that way as well, which is funny because mm-hmm. I really I do like it. I like their comedy. The um, real question yeah. is, have you girls found the secret zoo level yet? Oh, perfect. Don't even start. <laughs> me. Oh, oh my god! No. I, heard, I heard Frank spent uh, you know like a good week trying to find that thing. I don't even know if it exists. Rowdy did as well. Rowdy did as well. He spent it, so long. But- you know you know what's odd? They sent some people a package. With with goodies, squunch yeah. swag as they call it, sure, and yeah. some people received a hint towards the zoo level, and I don't know oh, if this no. is like just but a troll. But nobody has or... found it, right? Oh. No, no one has found okay. it. So I bet you it actually exists. It's just the, I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. so the last bit of news in terms of releases I'll mention: there is an interesting uh, bundle that's available on Steam. We've actually seen a couple of these now, uh, but this one is the VR Pioneers bundle, I'll mention. Um, it's not cheap because it's 94 pounds or 124 us dollars, but it includes a bunch of heavy hitters. Uh, so that's 20, 20% off for the total bundle, including iIllusion's space pirate trainer, Cloudhead's the gallery episodes one and two, Servios's raw data and sprint vector and alchemy labs, job simulator. So if you're new to VR, just picked up a headset and you want to catch up on a lot of the classics, uh, it's not a bad way to go, but um, Where's you know, I, vacation I kind of simulator was, in this, in mm. this bundle? The, no, no vacation simulator, just job mm. simulator. Yeah. yeah. But um, I do, I do think that, you know, that combination of studios is really nice to see doing something together as a package. So I don't know whose idea was that, was that steam or would the studios mm. kind of get together and say, let's do a, a bundle. But I think it's a really good idea because between those four studios, they are some of the the more standout studios yeah. who continue to produce yeah. quality yeah, VR true. content. I, I, so look think, out for I, them. I think this bundle is more about celebrating the success these studios have had and how much they mm. changed the VR industry already. Mm. I can't wait to see what iIllusions does next because they've done Space Pirate <laughs> Trainer, but what are they, they they must be working on something <laughs> yeah. next, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. What is it? No now, Mike, I don't know. Yeah. Isn't he like a but, one man? developer yeah it's it, it, it's pretty Chris, it's small Chris, studio Chris right, right. Yeah. yeah 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 but look at fnaf uh, i mean this this is the time like vr is such the wild wild west where single developer can create a game that becomes just like a pillar right mm. so yeah. there you go yeah. those yeah. are the releases for the week mike awesome awesome so let's m- jump into a first main topic then and this is uh, an announcement this week from anna ribeiro and arvory uh, the team behind pixel ripped 1989 and that's that they're coming back with a, a sequel to the game uh, that's going to be called pixel ripped 1995. now uh, the original pixel rip game uh, based in 1989 it was like kind of like the Game Boy era. So, you know, it was like a game within a game if you've never played it or heard of it before. You basically uh, have your Game Kid console, which is like a Game Boy. And while stuff is going on around around you, in the world around you, you have to play on your Game Boy. So it's like a game within a game. It's a really interesting and unique concept. Uh, so like, for example, in one level, you're playing in a classroom uh, and you have to play your Gear Kid whilst avoiding the teacher catching you playing your game but obviously you've got to complete the mission on the game as well so it, it's it's it makes for an interesting gameplay mechanic put it that way uh, and it was a really cool uh, nostalgic trip down memory lane as well like if you've been like a gamer for for many years of your life you'll you'll definitely get something out of it um what did you lot think of pixel ripped did you uh, enjoy the original game what about you Cass and cherry did you did you play the original yes we did. did yeah <laughs> yes, I um I definitely liked it. it was, I liked the diversity in the game. Yeah, it changed for to um every level is different. I like yeah. that. 
yeah, yeah exactly like perspectives you, right you'd yeah. be in a classroom one mission and then you'd be like shooting birds that turn yeah. into dragons in another <laughs> mission um and and you know it, it kind of like a bit like old school gaming it was hard yeah. as nails actually it was kind of tough uh, especially the last boss like the last boss will have you <laughs> yes. tearing what little, yeah, yeah. what little hair you have out you we were live streaming that one actually and i couldn't finish i like i was almost like almost yeah. had him and then i died and i was like oh my god i have to yeah. start all over again I was, so we yeah. stopped the stream <laughs> it, it was a tough fight and it took me many many attempts to get it right yeah. um, but it was so satisfying afterwards a bit like those old classic games you know because they were hard True. when you mm -hmm. do finally finish it it's like that level of satisfaction yeah. is really rewarding. a lot of games yeah. a lot of games these days just aren't tough enough you know and so it's mm. nice to see some of that coming back um mm. i just wonder how long it'll take before they can kind of come out with this i, I don't think we have a release date yet on it do we uh, no details on release, but they have been working on this for a little while behind the scenes. And yeah. there is actually a tease of, of this at the end of Pixel Ripped. Um, I won't spoil it for you, but if you go and complete the game, you can see it for yourself. Exactly. Um, but basically in this new game, it takes place in the era of 1995, which will be like uh, original PlayStation days, Super Nintendo, yeah. and the Virtual Boy, which is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. Maybe okay. if they throw that in the mix as well. Um, the sibling lord from the original game is back uh, oh attempting okay. to, 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 <laughs> I'm like to that is the most difficult name to pronounce you do a good job of it anyway but i just like why couldn't it just have been a goblin lord or something like why is it sibling what is that sibling is it cyber like cyber cyblin i think that's that would make like sense cyblin the... lord yeah i get uh, it yeah cyber. Um, ah. and he's he's after the pixel stone again ah. damn damn him Darn it. Um, douchebag <laughs> douchebag <laughs> but um but yeah it's awesome the fact that you know i i know that pixel rip did pretty well on on both oculus uh, steam and playstation as well uh so it's awesome that they've got you know enough revenue to to push out another game yeah. uh, you know a sequel uh, yeah. and i know that anna's always been keen to keep it as a series so with different timelines yeah. so you know this one's 95 maybe next will be the 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 2000s maybe who knows but i really hope that they keep pushing this series yeah. forward in the future and and spicing it up a little bit i, yeah. I would be down yeah. for that Every, everything very... sorry no, you go on like every <laughs> everything um everything is in there from from anna herself it's a very personal game like you know it's 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 the story that is getting told in pixel rip is about anna so yeah. she's she's pretty much playing oh. the game and you're playing Didn't her so it's like I wish the, there was some more, you know, some explanation behind it, so people know, like, hey, wait, so the developer who made this is yeah. telling the story, uh, but it, it's great, and um, I, I I think that ninety five and also maybe the the ones that come after that uh, have been, you know, uh, popping up before because when I played the Oculus demo on Share like many years ago, you mm -hmm. could not only go into the into the classroom, but you could also look at different consoles with different dates on it, different timestamps. Right. So right. There, they, they already made this a long time ago because she's so passionate. She already made like maybe, I don't know how many games that she yeah. wants to publish. So she's totally ready for more. I think she already has way more in store, even after 95. I just hope, um, you know, people still want another one you know after yeah. The yeah, well, I, I totally welcome another one. And like you say, uh, Anna is is such a, you know, a, an amazing person to listen to when you listen to her story. Um, she did a TED talk, actually, if you're interested in checking it out. Anna Ribeiro is her name, so you can look it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, Dot, the character from Pixel Ripped, is based on her. And she came up with the concept of the game because uh, her brothers would be out 
uh, at school or at work and she would play on their console and it, it added another layer of gameplay to the game because not only was the game challenging but she mm. had to finish it before her brothers got home uh, and they would find out that she was playing on their console so that's where the concept of the game kind of roughly came from oh, uh, but she, she she's led an interesting life she's worked for the yeah. government a bit like me you know she's led strange previous lives but she's uh, totally committed to being a, a vr developer now she won, totally a, awesome. she won a big prize in japan this week yeah exactly i was just going to say actually um yeah that she actually won uh the well the game won uh new face award at the japan media of arts and you know her and uh, uh, another member of the avery team flew out there to accept the award uh so they're in japan right now so if you're watching this or you hear it later on congratulations to uh, you all but i was kind of intrigued uh, because of that story and the kind of concept of the game do you guys and girls have any interesting stories to tell where you've kind of had to deal with that same sort of challenge you know you're, you're playing a game but there's another challenge going on around you and i'll give you uh, an example from my past because i was super into um zelda a link to the past on the game boy and i was playing it like every opportunity i could and uh, we was traveling in a car one day like really far maybe like four hours and i played it for like two and a half hours like non-stop just looking down at the screen and then when i looked up all of a sudden i realized that like, i'm moving in a car and you get that wave of like motion sickness hit you so then i like you know like a trooper powered through and uh, you know can continue playing the game so it was like another level of challenge not only was i playing this difficult game but also trying not to redecorate the interior of my parents car so it's kind of like that challenge within a challenge <laughs> so i just wondered if you guys have any sort of other other stories that are kind of similar to that in a way i had the same as you mike because it was uh it was motion sickness related although i don't normally get motion sick mm. uh this is actually the story of how i met my wife so <laughs> um i i decided i was on a mountaineering trip in ireland and um we were on a bus big coach and you're driving for like three hours to get to the base of the mountain and um mountain some some other countries won't believe that you know a thousand meters is a mountain but anyway uh <laughs> the um uh the the nintendo ds had come out you know the year before or whatever so i, I brought that along and i was playing that on the bus and then found out this this chick down the way uh, was also also had one so we were playing away and i was like super excited you know how you are when you're a teenager and um you know you meet a girl with a, who's into gaming as well it's like oh shit this is a big deal and then um we were like playing away and she's kicking my ass in super mario or something you know multiplayer wireless on the bus and uh and i just like you i hit that wall of like oh my god i'm so sick i am gonna throw up but i can't like i have to man up and just take it but at one stage i had to just bow out like it was it was maybe an hour and a half in and i'm like i, I i'm so sorry i was so excited to play with you but i just i have to stop or i'm gonna throw up so i've never had to do that in my life uh except for that day uh, but anyway it led to me getting married to this lovely girl so uh anyway that was my story oh that's a cute awesome story I, I think i actually had something like anna actually because um i used to be very addicted to a uh, mmorpg game uh in the past and uh, but i have really really strict parents like okay. uh, they are traditional Asian. So they are always like, you have to study and study. <laughs> That's all you have to do. <laughs> okay. So uh, I wasn't really allowed to play games yeah. and um, let alone be addicted to one. So <laughs> it was always a challenge for me to kind of like uh, hide my game. <laughs> when my dad come, come, came into, into the room, I had my own PC. Um, and then I just had to download like all kinds of tools to kind of like get a hotkey to hide the windows I needed. Nice. Kind of that, yeah. is, that is a gaming professional right there. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's also because you both have a passion for gaming as well. Like, it, 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 does that does gaming form any part of like how you met each other, or was it other circumstances how you met? No, the funny thing is, we actually didn't even know we liked gaming when okay. we started. When we I had a relationship, like it was like way later that the subject suddenly. Yeah, yeah. I actually never thought to ask her if yeah. she used to game. I was like. I don't think girls game. That was what's in my head. Like yeah, maybe yeah. I should talk about it. That's why you're so perfect together. You're both like so into it. It's so it's so yeah. sweet. It's so yeah, sweet. Definitely. Um so yeah, that is uh Pixel Ripped 1995 uh coming soon in the future. One definitely to keep an eye out for. Um so let's talk about Varo because we've talked about this before on the show. And you know, we've also seen recently that some companies like Audi, for example, are looking at adding VR to cars and transport systems for passengers to be entertained during their journey, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. However, Varo and Volvo have teamed up to do something on another level, and that's the actual driver of the car is in VR whilst driving. Fucking nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. This is oh, so, yeah. so this is crazy, but they're, they're using something uh, interesting here, and more specifically, they're using the pass-through mode of their new Varo uh, retina-level resolution headset. Now, if you're not familiar with Varo, they have this like painted uh, bionic display that basically mimics, mimics the complex characteristics of the human eye to let you see things in the virtual world just as clearly as you would see them in the real world. This is next level stuff here. Now, uh, the unique thing about this headset is that it has two panels per eye. So it has one laid on top of the other um, and features integrated eye tracking. So. Apparently, with this combination of two panels per eye, it touts to offer 40 times the clarity of the Vive Pro. Whoa. 40. Yeah. 40 oh, times. So basically, how mm. they pull this off is that you have a context display, uh, which is the peripheral display, and then you have a bionic display, uh, which is overlaid onto the context display of each eye and is very, very small because we know from like Rowdy's previous science lessons that, you know, when you look into a VR headset, your eye is actually only really focused on a very small portion of the screen. And what, what Varo have done is made that little tiny screen, the point that you look a separate screen. So the separate screen has a resolution of 1920 by 1080. So it doesn't sound like a high resolution, but when it's this teeny tiny, like the size of your thumbnail, if not smaller, that is a very high resolution for that sort of display. And then when you pair that with the context display around it, uh, you get this very sharp, clear image right in the center. And then everything else is kind of like, you know, peripheral view. So mm. it can kind of be rendered at a lower, lower resolution. That's basically how they make the magic work. Obviously with this technology, you do get a slight overlap from what I've heard in sort yeah. of hands-on impressions. There is a slight overlap, but, for the most part, it's 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 basically basically the best image you can experience in a VR headset mm -hmm. right now. Question so, on that: So, do you how does how does the uh, screen integration work? Are we talking like one is like the outer ring of a donut, and the other one is in lane into it, like on the same plane, or is one set behind the other? I don't know how it how they yeah, interact. So the the teeny tiny one is laid on top of the other um, in the middle. It's a fixed, it's a fixed, uh, it's got fixed foveated rendering. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's not dynamic, uh, but it does use eye tracking. Um, but yeah, so, so you get this beautiful, clear, sweet spot in the middle, mm. basically that's how it works. So just before we, we go on, this is not a headset for consumers, right? This is like no. B2B stuff. 
B2B stuff, absolutely. And this is why they're partnering with like car manufacturers in particular. We've seen you know BMW also adopting VR as a as a method for for selling cars and stuff in the past. So it's no surprise that that the car manufacturers are, are really pushing the industry forward mm. uh, in terms of B2B stuff. But yeah, this is a, a headset that's going to cost you back a six six grand, uh, six oh. US dollars. Oh, yeah. okay, that's not bad. <laughs> and uh, you're going to need, of course, a beast machine to run it uh, with mm. with two Display Ports because it uses two. Um, but That's basically, um, Volvo mm -hmm. have obviously seen, you know, the, the, the advantages of using a headset like this. And, uh, previously Varo have just been like a VR headset, but they've always sort of teased the fact that they've got this like mixed reality mode addition coming to their headset. And that's what they've sort of showed off in this like little demonstration. Mm -hmm. And basically combined with this new mixed reality add-on, it's like a pass-through mode. And this add-on features dual 12 megapixels, 12 mega megapixel cameras for photo realism video pass through. So basically the driver of the car has got the headset on is using pass through mode and VR, like in an AR sort of uh, sense to overlay things um, on the road in front yeah. of them. So they can simulate like a moose running out in the road. And then the driver is actually braking in response to the, the AR moose. So to test the, the, ah. the safety systems of the car. So and this it's is like what, a training. Uh... It's like a training thing. Uh, yeah. And they're using it to basically simulate dangerous driving conditions to show mm. how safe ah. the Volvo cars are. Um, and it's kind of interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> it's like seeing somebody with a VR headset and the AR module on in a car. Like all I can, all I can think about is yeah. like, this is just going to be an accident. Something's going to happen. Like maybe power goes out and now I can't see anything. You know? yeah. it's like, oh my it seems like such so a bad, bad idea. But at the yeah, same time, I, I recognize where they're going. I, I, I think it's very powerful. And actually, I think that one of the main applications of AR is going to be that. Like, for instance, why do I need stoplights on the road? Why do I need signs? All that maintenance and upkeep, even, even the painted lines on the road. Why do you need any of that stuff if you had an advanced you know, AR pair of glasses or a headset mm -hmm. that could replace all of that? You know, Why mm -hmm. wouldn't you do that? You could. But yeah. right now, I'm scared. I would not get in the car with a person <laughs> with that on. <laughs> well, I, I think right now it's, it's interesting for training purposes. And obviously all, all this is very experimental and like really pushing the envelope in terms of what they can do with this stuff. And of, of course, requires a lot of computing power in the car with the headset. Uh, so you need a team with you as well. But uh, it's kind of interesting because they have eye tracking. They can also work out uh, how aware a driver is in these situations. Like, are they concentrating on the road ahead or are they distracted by something else or mm, are they distracted by a road sign? whilst the moose runs out, for example. So it's like, like Nathie said, they're collecting data and how aware a driver can be. And I think this is probably going to form part of like driver training in the future. So it's way more precise in terms of uh, our driving capabilities. Mm. Ooh, it's um, going to be harder to get a driver license this way. Harder to get a driving license, we think, yeah, using this method. Still kind of yeah. seems like a, uh, it seems, still seems like they're turning humans into crash dummies uh, with, with this headset for mm. testing purposes. But there are scenarios that would come up, um, and this reminds me of the UK driving exam change that changed when I first moved to this country, uh, which is what, like 12 years ago or something. Um, where they had, um, you know, a little girl runs between two cars and runs out. You have to click. You had like this web-based, yeah. computer-based training, and you had to click when you saw the the, uh, the hazard. And yeah. so this is kind of a step in that direction, hazard-based yeah. detection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, hazard perception training. Absolutely, 100%. And I think we will see more interesting applications like this. But I thought it looked 
so crazy that I had to talk about it. Uh, but basically, you know, Varo are pushing this amazing headset. Um, I'd love to try one out one day just to see what it looks like. Uh, you know, I'm super intrigued yeah. about, so, you know, the uh, the reverb, you know, how that looks. But with, with these kind of resolutions and having mm -hmm. this bionic display, it sounds amazing. And it's a Scandinavian company. So that's, yeah, uh, yeah. And they got huge amounts yeah. of investment. You know, a lot of people have, have been investing in this company uh, for business applications. So I think this is going to be a huge upcoming company that we're going to see in the VR space in the future and maybe you never know if they're super successful they'll bring a consumer headset to market but i think you know this technology especially with this kind of real high level of pass-through and vr it's kind of like the first vr and ar headset that really does both in a really interesting and unique way that mm. could be actually usable you know when we look at leap motion and um uh, no, so a Magic Leap, sorry, and HoloLens, you know, it's, it's just an AR headset. When we look at a lot of the VR companies in the VR space, it's just a VR headset. But this is really the first time we've seen a real interesting combination of the two that could work as a, as a dual purpose headset. And just yeah. in terms of its form factor, I find that mirrored, large mirrored display on the Varo uh, really yeah. interesting. I mean, for, for me, I'm a guy who has got fingerprints over everything. So no doubt I'd be polishing it every two minutes. But <laughs> you put it on, oh, bollocks, now another <laughs> fingerprint on my headset. But it like, it's it's very, it's very futuristic looking. Like, yeah. it, and, and even just that, I know it's expensive, but like you, I want to put my eyes in it. I want to see what, yeah, it, what it can do. Definitely. Hopefully we'll see them at a VR show or an event in the future so we can we can try it for ourselves. But, you know, it's a great sign of things to come in the future because these things always eventually trickle down to consumers eventually. So, uh, you know, a little glimpse of the future to see what might be coming mm. uh, in the road ahead. But um, let's round up the show with our last topic then. And this is custom Beat Saber tracks. Um, because since the Quest launch, it's been amazing to see like the community rally behind this product. You know, we've seen really creative people do uh, mods with the straps, you know, balancing battery packs at the back and, you know, using Vive Deluxe audio straps and other audio solutions. It's just been super interesting on Reddit to see people's uh, crazy creations, but also like super smart people within the community have made things possible that I just didn't even think were going to be possible, let alone possible so early on after launch, you know, like we saw with Steam VR support with the Riftcat team and uh, ALVR, which is free. Mm -hmm. um, that just completely blew my mind. Uh, so you can play Steam VR games on your Oculus Quest now, if you if you weren't aware of that, yep. you can check it out. Uh, you know, there's loads of people that have done videos on it now. Um, but then this week, we finally had that nut that everyone wanted cracking, and that is custom Beat Saber tracks on the Oculus Quest. Now, this was a, a sort of a group effort from the Beat Saber modding group. Uh, they have a Discord, by the way, if you want to jump over there and see what they're up to and get a bit of a sneak peek of what's in the roadmap. Uh, but they all work together on this as a community sort of task. And uh, Nyan Blade was the kind of person responsible for the UI uh, for this uh, installer. Mm. But basically what they've done is they've created an installer that's pretty simple to use. Um, it has step-by-step uh, instructions that you follow and then you basically sideload uh, you know an APK onto your quest without any complicated use of terminal using like ADB for example right. they take a lot of that pain out of the process and you can just load up custom tracks like uh, Gangnam Style you know Taylor <laughs> Swift and just uh, break out and have some fun playing Shake some custom yeah but are those songs custom. downloaded on your device yeah, so it's actually through the Beat Saver website, which has always been the backbone of custom tracks on PC. Mm -hmm. So you download them through that, uh, through the installer, run the installer, and it sideloads all the songs with the, the oh, tracks nice. on your Quest. And it works 
surprisingly well. I was super surprised how well this works. Uh, I was playing Gangnam Style within like <laughs> 10 minutes uh, of getting it up and running. Um, the only downside right now is that um, uh, you can uh, wipe your, your game saves. So if you've got some particular high scores that you're fond of, just be aware of that. Mm. Um, but they are sorting out updates to mm. save your saves and, and is Beat Games also working on like official support at the moment? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they've added um, custom tracks to the PC version, and they're saying that in the future, those tracks that you create on the PC version will be able to be downloaded and played on Quest. Mm -hmm. That's their goal. Uh, they haven't figured that quite out yet. But also, it's worth mentioning that Beat Saber officially have a new music pack coming out on the 10th of june as well a paid for yeah. one yeah wait um, we don't we don't know yet the the music group or theme right no no we don't know that yet i so want that marshmallow <laughs> marshmallow beat saber pack it would be an awesome combo mm -hmm. monster cat was a great uh collaboration i thought i thought that track pack was really next level and uh worth the money in my opinion a vg pack <laughs> vg would be good mm -hmm. david guerra something yeah. like that so so what about you um have, have any of you tried this by the way any anyone else i haven't not tried yet. it i'm not, not i'm yet. not much of a modder but it uh I, I i'm not surprised that it took you know less than a month for them to crack that I, I, like people were so worried about it. i'm like you know what the amount of people out there who are so uh diligent and skilled like there's there's a there's a venn diagram and uh, there's a very big overlap between the people who are like really enthused into VR and who are super technical and like yeah. people who are skilled developers. So like yeah. <laughs> this was going to naturally come. I am still surprised yeah. that they did it this fast. This, this uh, comes as a blessing as well for for beat games because they they well they kind of rely on on their community nowadays and let them do the work because for legal reasons they can only go yeah, well, this certain... is why I don't know if it's a blessing. I think it's it's like a bit of a curse at the same time. I know people yeah. want it, oh, okay, but yeah. the thing is, when you when you when you bring in something which is essentially a shark pool of lawyers, right? You're <laughs> throwing yeah. that at your title and the device. First off, Oculus might get heat for it. Beat Games mm. might get heat for it, and inevitably, like we saw, Audio Shield, for instance, get totally scuppered yeah. like they got hollowed yeah. out and the game isn't really even worth buying anymore uh because yeah. the way that the way it had well, a hole taken out of that, it so i'm, I'm that's true and this. and in the end these beat like this these custom songs they are running on uh the facebook server in in the end so there are so many maybe i don't know loopholes someone can really dive into um but no, i don't I, know it's it's a part of beat saber but yeah. they you you can see that they are just trying to stay away from it but also try to embrace it but they're kind of in the in the middle there i just don't hope they are ever going to get sued because that would be a big ass issue <laughs> I, I, but... I think i think the, the problem is like like zim said it's a double-edged sword for them yeah. you know on one side it, it it's going to increase sales exponentially because people have been desperate for this this is what they want and it's yeah. a solid reason to buy it on the quest at the higher price mm -hmm. i might add um and but on the other side, like you say, they have the legal issues behind it. But I think what what Beat Saber is seeing, they're really sort of paving the way in terms of like collaborations with licensing and licensing tracks yeah. and making uh, copyright uh, content available to be played on YouTube as well. They're really paving the way with this kind of stuff. Yeah. We've never seen this by Harmonix or anyone else before mm -hmm. in the past. And from a, a relatively small studio like Beat Games, this is like next level stuff. So hats off to the team. I don't mm -hmm. know. 
how they feel about it. Like you said, it's probably a, a blessing and a curse to them uh, because they want to push their own music tracks as well. I, I do. Maybe they, they like if, if they could, for example, get a deal with Spotify or something where every time someone plays that song, uh, the artist gets like a little bit of money, like mm. the, something like in the end, if you think about it, if you play these custom Beat Saber songs, you're not paying for the music you listen to. Like I have a Spotify subscription. Every time I listen to a track, this artist gets a little bit of money. Hmm. So there there should be some compensation in that way and for it, everyone. The, the trouble is that globally, that framework doesn't really exist in an no. easy way yeah, to no. plug into. But yeah. the thing the thing that for me, the reason I see it as a real challenge is like what Nathie said, we saw the, uh, I'll call it the time soak damage that like Carmack, for instance, getting pulled into court with uh with that whole suit between oculus yeah. and, and 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 zenimax like i i really think that the, the the real challenge a small studio faces is if they get entangled into legal stuff they get so distracted and their resources get tapped and pushed to the side and their real pipeline what they really want to deliver they don't get to focus on which is why i'm yeah. so happy that whatever who whatever strategist decided in the company to mm. to start bundling and selling you know, track packs, it's very wise yeah. because for people who aren't interested in modding, and I would count myself among them, I'm not, I'll, I'll eat what you feed me, Beat Games. Um, I'm happy to pay pack by pack and all that. Mm -hmm. I just hope they make it easy because what I don't want to see is 10 packs down the road, they're not by, a, not there be uh, a buy all packs option, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't make yeah, it difficult no, I, for me to go the legal way. You know what I mean? So I agree. Like they with, with these with these packs, they showed that they that they want to go the fair way as well, and then mm -hmm. you know shows that. Um, so yeah, as as you said, if they get distracted by anything annoying as a lawsuit, that would be so so stupid. Uh, I just don't hope they will have to actively you know uh, patch against it in the future because yeah. that's what a lawsuit would kind of. Uh, uh, point towards right it would yeah. be like listen we want you to completely block this and develop against that so you constantly like then it's going yeah. to be this yeah. jailbreak kind of thing you know where it's like hey yeah. i found i found a way to get in again and then the other one's like no 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 we, we blocked it again then you that's like so exactly. much effort but yeah in the end like legally there needs to be something like on on, on the table i'm sure they have been working on that since the start because yeah. it's not like it's not a, a thing yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is um, custom tracks on Beat Saber. Do you have any favorites, by the way, uh, Cass and Cherry? Any any favorite tracks you'd love to play? Yes. A actually, any favorite but, music um, genres that maybe you'd like to see added? I don't remember the name anymore, but I, I really like uh, KDA. Oh, yeah, KDA pop stars. Yeah, of mm -hmm. course. You're Classic. Right. <laughs> Mike, Mike is Mike's more about hand solo. I'm uh, being uh... writing solo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm guessing his is. I'm going to guess Mike's favorite is the Crab Rave. Or um, that pirate one. You no, like actually, rubbing, it's um, one. Unlimited Power, I think, is one of my favorites. You know, uh, we're playing Beat Saber, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I have a new favorite. Go Overkill. That is Overkill. Freaking, Overkill. That is yeah. so metal. That song is like, freaking, I mean, <laughs> so you just like, and, and it, it actually feels like you're playing the drums at the same time as you're playing the track. I'm trying yeah. to do it on Expert Plus, and I don't think I will ever master that because that is insane. <laughs> People day. do it, but I don't know totally. how you physically can do that. I don't totally know. badass. So uh, if you've got any questions, uh, now's a great time to ask us some questions, uh, any of us about VR or about ourselves. While I say I go over the show times again, mm -hmm. so just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. 
You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. Uh, Rowdy's going to be back with us next week. Uh, thank you to Kess and Cherry again for joining us on this week's show. Yes, really sure. appreciate you joining us. Always a pleasure to hang out with you girls. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a question, now's the time. And Thanks for having us. Slam a like on this <laughs> stream. And I also yeah. wanted to say, because we didn't get a chance uh, this week to cast to either Facebook or Twitch. So if you missed us out on those platforms and came and found us on YouTube, then uh, thank you for finding us. A little bit of a technical problem will work out for next week. Uh, there was a question here from YouTube Sleeping VR says, is FNAF going to come to Quest? Hmm. Apparently, uh, the developers are keen to port it to right. Quest. Um, so uh, yeah. it's a possibility. Uh, I think it would work really well on the Quest. Uh, so if they can make it possible, I would totally welcome it. Isn't, isn't it Steel Wool Studios who... Yeah, who, who ported it along with the original developer of the series. I can't remember his name oh, off the top of my man. head. They, they go way back. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And yeah. there's another question here from our main moderator, PD. He says, where is the strangest place everyone has tried the quest? This is a good round table question. Mm. Uh, I haven't really played it in a strange place because it hasn't really left the house. In fact, I haven't left the house for the last three weeks. So that's, that's probably why. Sounds like someone I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Yeah. I'm kidding. Have any of you ventured outside in the past three weeks? Uh, I know forest. Zim's taken his out. Yeah, I, I did a live stream from a forest, uh, which I learned two things. <laughs> Number one, bring a lav for distant voice recording with a dead cat. A dead cat is that, sorry, it's not like, yeah, yeah. Your, your cat is very cute, by the way, Kaz and Cherry. I like your uh, cat who's been Don't listen a, to this. Don't it's, listen to this milk. It's away. alive, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's very well behaved. Very, very well behaved. Um, but yeah, so you need a dead cat with a lab and then uh, remember an internet connection if you don't want a bunch of your apps disappearing. So mm -hmm. I didn't think to tether to my phone before streaming it. So I was like loaded <laughs> up in the inter interface. And I'm like, hang on a second. I forgot about the internet. I mean, I can still play Beat Saber and stuff like that. But if you wanted to play a game properly, uh, you'd mm -hmm. need an internet connection. But uh, the forest I, would be my weirdest place for now. Awesome. I played it in my bad, playing Rec Room with my, with my uh, fellow viewers. And I also played it once on the couch, but that's not super weird. I, I don't try to take it outside. If I do go outside, I try to go somewhere indoors again to play with it, but I don't mm -hmm. play with it outside. It's, it's it, because it doesn't cover my warranty in the end. It's kind of dangerous. Although, like as Zim said in, the, in one of the previous episodes, you got to be very, very careful if yeah. you do want to do it. But I like uh, personally, I recommend against it. So no yeah. one's done the um... party pooper here, by the way. I'm the party pooper of the show now. Yeah, you ruined everything. Nate. Oh, sorry, um, but no one's no one's done the disrupt thing yet, where they take their headset in a shower with a self-constructed shower cap cage. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know I that meme of like someone sitting on the toilet uh, shitting on the Himalayas? Yeah, that one is also so great. Yeah, you could do that too. No, I think yeah. I think the coolest thing when you come from like a go to a quest is the fact that now you can actually safely walk around. With the pass through, because you can like literally mm. see where you're walking. Whereas before yeah. with the go, you're like, you're like, oh, like I would bump into something or you know, run over <laughs> one of my kids or something. The, <laughs> just... the, the nose gap peak. Yeah. Nose yes, gap. yes, like that. That's a feature. <laughs> according it's, to it's a feature. The nose, uh, the, thing. Speaking like of noses, feature. there is one final question here. Uh, Sneaky Snooks says, "Any thoughts on the feel real smell vision thing?" Oh, I don't think any of us have tried it yet. It's not released. No. Almost they, they were are, weren't they crowdfunding this? What what, what kickstarting? It is a kickstarter. Kickstarting. Yeah. 
It was a Kickstarter, yeah. yeah. Um, it was. Interestingly, though, interesting uh, thing about this is that we did talk about it on a previous episode, but um, interesting thing is they were selling an aroma pack with the Beat Saber logo on it, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. Beat, Beat Games were like, uh, we didn't give you permission to use our logo, and now if you look on the Kickstarter website, it says Rhythm Game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they had to but change funny, that. This is this is one of those products that they have been marketing for so long. Like on my Twitter feed, it's always mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But I still haven't seen anyone, any news outlet, try it or give some feedback on it. The, uh, I I don't know if it's a real thing. The um the Kickstarter backer surveys went out this week so they will be shipping oh. them relatively soon i think within the I, next few months people i can't wait them. to hear about it because it sounds when you hear about this device which will shake your face heat or cool you down provide smelling something else i don't know probably faxes as well but i mean it's like a multi-factor device and i always worry about these things because then you have so many points of failure like what happens if the smell module stops working or what happens yeah. if the vibration isn't quite good enough so I think it's gonna be very difficult for this product to really wow people, but um, I am keen to do it. Having, I think, been the only one here who's actually tried smell a vision, so to speak, and that old uh, Cartman example from the <laughs> something something butthole. I can't remember the name of the the, the title. The, um, fra- the fractured butthole. Thank you. What a wonderful <laughs> title uh, for that for that South Park <laughs> game that had the. Um, had the nauseous rift, which was Nos- wonderful. So I look forward to, to that in our future. Smelling, what? smelling rhythm, rhythm games uh, yeah. is in our near future. I, 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 I think, I think it could really add something to the immersion. Although I'm not sure why it needs to be on your face. Why not just have some kind of like device on your table somewhere that kind of yeah. sprays it into your room? That's fine too, right? Why does it need to be this gigantic thing on your face? I don't know. But I want to try it. If it's any good, yeah. then I'm gonna make my own smell soon. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Oh dear. So when well, when you all meet in VR chat, you just send me like a like a, a word document over of how you smell, and I will make sure it, it's accurate. It, basically, if you want to know what Nathy smells like, it's like a combination of yuppie sauce and pepper nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pepper nuts are really sweet, though. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, one thing to uh, look forward to next week. By the way, uh, we've mentioned it on the show before, and that is Black Mirror is starting a brand new season next week, starting Ooh. on. The fifth fifth of June, I think, uh, on Netflix. So, a few more episodes. <laughs> Black Mirror is amazing, by the way. Loads of references to VR and the metaverse and other bits and pieces. So, well worth checking it out if you're into VR. I, I agree but, with your recommendation, Mike, on that show. But I got to say, there's not a TV show that makes my soul feel bad like that. Show. Oh yeah, for some oh, yeah. reason, yeah. I just like it, I get this. I'm a guy who likes dark everything, but the films I yeah. like like are dark. But that series <laughs> makes my yeah. soul feel bad. Maybe maybe cue something up nice to watch afterwards as a bit of a palate cleanse, you know, because, yeah, it's, it's a bit Cat depressing. Yeah. Um, so that's a wrap for this week. Thanks for joining us on this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us live in the chat. And uh, yeah, if you enjoy the audio version as well, make sure you leave us a nice review on iTunes because that will really help us out when it comes to searching for this podcast on iTunes platform. So thank you very much for that. Bye-bye for now and see you next week as always. So until then, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.